Welcome to Core Nourishment. I'm Annie Wagner, your host. This podcast is designed to empower, inspire, ignite presence, purpose, and intention in your day. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Core Nourishment Podcast. This is Annie Wagner, your host. And thank you so, so much for continuing to be here, for tuning in, listening, subscribing, and sharing my podcast with all your friends and loved ones. If you have any feedback or you would like to be a guest, please reach out. I would love to hear from you. You can find me at anniewagoner.com or on Instagram at Core Nourishment. So I had an absolute joy interviewing Dr. Kim Daniels for episode 54. She is an emotional eating coach with a doctorate in clinical psychology who uses internal family systems, IFS, and intuitive eating approaches to help women who struggle with emotional eating, binge eating, and negative body image. She is also producer and host of her own podcast called the Emotional Eating and Everything Else Podcast. I strongly recommend subscribing and listening. She is brilliant, funny, and so real, and also has amazing guests on there. And then in our episode today, Kim shares about going through menopause, experiencing changes in her body, staying curious with her parts, and how reconnecting with movement in a more powerful way deeply enlivens her. She talks about how she began her career supporting women around weight loss and then quickly experienced inner resistance to this, which eventually led her to create her own business where she guides women to greater awareness helps them learn to sit with emotions and truly feel them and offers them intuitive eating strategies to help them tune into their body in a more compassionate, loving way. Other topics we discussed include diet culture and messaging, how to build trust in oneself and their body, perhaps for the first time ever, different messages she received about her body as a young girl, the power of slowing down and the importance of pleasure. Kim is super knowledgeable, funny, genuine, and empowering. Enjoy listening to this episode and experiencing her energy and wisdom. And if you are interested in subscribing to her podcast and or reaching out to Kim directly, head on over to her website, yourweightisnotyourworth.com. So excited. Me um, too. Kim, I was so I was just so psyched when you reached out and um and then when we had a chance to chat, because immediately I was after our conversation, I was like, oh my gosh, we're gonna just have so much fun. So thank you for being here. And thank I'm really, really excited to learn more about you. Um, as you know, my favorite question that I love to start with is what is lighting you up? What is nourishing your soul today? That's a wonderful question. I really, I was like, so like the parts of me that were like, I have to have the right answer to that. Right. I have to, I've I've prepared. Um, (laughs) So, and I was kind of thinking about like, there's, there's kind of three areas that are, that are lighting me up and just, just kind of a little backstory to that is that like, I'm a single mom and I've been divorced for eight years. I have one daughter. And for the past five years, it's, she's just been with me full time. And so like nourishing me was like off the table for, for a while, um, in, in any sort of kind of big way. So, um, so like the things that are lighting me up are things that kind of went on the back burner there for a while. And so thankfully she's now 16. So I have a lot more freedom and we're like, she was the kid that on her 16th birthday, we were at the DMV getting the learner's permit. So <laughs> I can totally relate my son. We literally just went through the same thing in, in December. So yes, I'm yes. nodding profusely here. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yes, I'm so close. I'm so close. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, so one of the things that I've finally really gotten back to is movement. And that is something that just kind of fell by the wayside, aside from kind of taking the dog for a walk and things like that. Um, I'm somebody who really likes kind of really rigorous movement. Like I spent a lot of years in like a karate studio doing martial arts and kickboxing and things like that. And, you know, working with trainers at the gym, like I like that type of, I should do yoga. (laughs) I don't do yoga. I should, but, um, so I like that really rigorous and 
there just wasn't really the time um, to do that. And I, I wholeheartedly buy into the whole, any movement, even if it's for 30 seconds is great for you. So even dancing around your kitchen while you're cooking dinner is fantastic. Um, but I always had parts. It's like, I would start something like I would take the dog for a walk and I'd be like, Oh, well, now that I'm kind of worked up, I would love to like go down to the basement and do a little bit of weights and what, and, and just finding time for that was really challenging over the past few years. And so Mm -hmm getting back to that has just been like, like I I literally had, (laughs) I literally had this moment the other day of, um, I'm also 51 and in the process, process of menopause and literally just kind of woke up a larger size, like a few months ago, like my body is totally changing and in ways that, (laughs) really aren't related to anything that I'm doing. (laughs) So that's been a challenge. And I literally was like, I had one of those moments of just, you know, so I have parts that are, that are not happy about that. And parts that are also like, this is nature, this is what happens. And Mm. we just go with it. Um, I'm like, (laughs) and I know like for some people, this is, this is hard to imagine because we talk about doing body work and standing in front of the mirror and all that kind of stuff. And, and I have a lot of parts that freak out about that, but like, I was literally doing that and just kind of like crying about the fact that like, I still have this body that works and it's still strong. And even after taking time off of movement, I'm able to get back into it. And certainly not at the level I was before, but like, I'm still strong and like all that kind of stuff, like all the things that my body still does that I've, even though I've ignored it, like in a lot of ways I've ignored it and, but it's still doing what it does. And like, that's amazing. And yes, it looks different and there's all kinds of stuff with that, but it's still doing what it's always done and it still does it well. And like, that's amazing after 51 years. So And I think the movement has kind of helped with that process and being able to reconnect physically and and just having more body respect and acceptance and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so that that's one piece is the movement. That's Um, amazing. I have, of course, so many things that are bubbling up, but I want to hear your other thing and we'll, this is perfect. (laughs) So, so the other thing is, and I know, um, you know, you had Tammy on a few weeks back, um, talking about IFS. And so I am training IFS as well. And I started that mind. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you, Kim, just in case listeners you're hearing this and you haven't gone and listened to my episodes with Tammy, do you mind just defining or explaining IFS really briefly? So continue. Okay. Absolutely. So (laughs) IFS is, um, internal family systems which I mean, I guess you could call it a therapy model, but it really is a, kind of a model for how to know yourself. So you don't have to be a therapist to be trained in it. Um, and it, the whole idea is that we all have multiple parts to our personality. So I always tell people it's like the movie Inside Out, the Disney Pixar movie. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Always makes me cry. Um, but, but that's a very simplified version of IFS that we have different parts that have different roles. And so we have lots of parts who protect us and lots of parts who are carrying sort of really heavy, like emotions and beliefs about themselves. And, and we can really heal those parts. Like IFS is all about sort of healing those things. And so does that, you feel like, is that a good snapshot? Oh, of no, it? that's perfect. Thank you. Kim. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. No, 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 that's okay. Um, so I started that training back in 2015 And, you know, did like the first couple levels of it. There's like three levels of it. And I did two levels of it. And that took me into like 2017. And even though I was sort of using it, like in my practice, um, I kind of fell out of the community um, because, because life, you know, Um, one of the ways of staying in the community is to go back as a staff person and help out with the trainings, but giving up weekends, it's literally Friday and Saturday, like nine to six and half of Sunday, like six weekends out of the year. And when you're a single parent, that doesn't happen. Right. Right. Um, so I, I kind of fell out of that community and like last year I was, I was like, you know what, it's all online now, which makes it a lot easier. And my kid couldn't care less if I'm in my office all day and she has free reign of the house. Um, (laughs) So I, I went back as a, as a staff person and have gotten back into that community. And that has just been like connecting with people and, and making new friends there and new connections and just, just remembering how, again, just how healing that whole process is in, in, in being with people who also believe in that and who really 
live that life as best they can is just amazing. That's an amazing process. So that has been, um, I mean, it has its, it has its moments because, you know, there's, there's, there's work to be done there and, and, and uh, people are very vulnerable in these trainings and they have parts that react to that in different ways. And so I, I have a lot of parts that get super anxious about it, but at the end of the day, it's just, I leave those just feeling like, mm. like just calm and centered and like, there's some good in the world, right? You know, like, yeah. we're, like there's really some goodness out there. And uh, so that's been really nourishing as well. Just getting back into that. I can feel that from you, Kim, like not even really knowing you, but when listeners, just so you know, I can, I can, I have the honor to see you (laughs) and you're just so lit up when you're talking about that. And you can feel that energy just that you've, you've invited yourself and given yourself permission to reconnect with that. Um, It sounds like it must just feel so good because clearly that's part of your purpose. So I love that. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, that's that you use the word energy because in addition to parts in IFS, we believe that we all have a core self mm-hmm. and our core self just is this very loving, compassionate, you know, confident, calm. We talk about the eight C's, the qualities of self, and they all start with the letter C, amazingly enough. Um, <laughs> but we talk about like really just having that self energy and you can feel that when you're with somebody who really can sort of embody that. Um, you can feel that, you know, yeah. you, you screen from however many hundreds of miles away. So, um, so that like that, that makes me feel like so good to, to know that like you, you can tell, you know, yes. oh my God. Words, you can feel it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Very much. Very mm-hmm. much. It's definitely pouring out of you. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Kim. Thank you for sharing, sharing those. And just, I love, I love the depth of, of your nourishment, you know, and, and that, uh, I imagine even for listeners who might know you, people who've worked with you or felt supported by you with your coaching and your IFS therapy, um, we're probably really relieved to also hear that part of you that said, yeah, going through menopause, my body's changing and, and it's hard and, and it was tough to get the movement, but not, but then you simultaneously were able to stand in front of the mirror and just say thank you to your body for all that it's still able to do and your strength. And I just, so, um, that very much resonated with me and I had the chills while you were sharing that. So I just, to me, like that authentic sharing, that realness is so helpful, so helpful for people who also might be struggling. Yeah. Because I, you know, it's, especially when it comes to body stuff, it's like, we're all, we're all in this, right. I don't know anybody who isn't impacted by, all the messages that we get about bodies, especially women and and men as well. Um, you know, sadly, they're not off the hook either. And um, it's just so, it's so difficult to even not hate yourself because of the messages that we get. And so, um, you know, it's like, I, I do all the things as a coach and a therapist that I'm supposed to do like for and with my clients. But if I'm not doing that myself, it's not, it's not going to land. It's yeah. not going to, and, you know, and again, I, I fully acknowledge, like I've had thin privilege my whole life and I am a straight white woman. Like I have had privilege out the wazoo and, and I absolutely acknowledge that. Um, and it's just, you know, so, so my experience with my body has been much easier than other people's experiences with their bodies. Um, and it's also still been difficult, right? Uh, sadly, it's yeah. also still been difficult. Yeah. The end, it doesn't minimize your struggles or your challenges or anybody else's. Exactly. Yeah, anybody exactly. Else's. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm curious, cause you mentioned movement and, and I'd love to dig in. So, so just to share, um, Kim is also, you call yourself an in, intuitive eating coach. Yes. Um, I'd love, I'd love to learn a little bit more about you. That's led to you really creating your, your business and supporting women around, emotional eating and body image. And, um, I love, I just need to say your website called your your weight is not your worth, not in capital letters. I was, I was like, how beautiful is that? And how powerful that every time someone gets to go, go to your website and find you, like that is the message that, that they're being powerfully reminded of is huge. So I love your, I love that. That's amazing. (laughs) 
Thank you. That, uh, that means so much to me because I feel like I'm somebody who I'm terrible at naming things. You know, it's like I would try to come up with like, even like the name of the podcast and the this and the, and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. And I was literally just sitting in the car one day, I think waiting for my daughter at, at uh, she took karate classes for about like five minutes and um, just sitting out there listening to like a business coach <laughs> on a podcast. And I was like, wait a second, I kind of like this. Um, and it's yeah. and go back to, should I just change it and make it my name? I don't know. But like hearing you say like, you're right. That is still delivering the message. Even looking for that, that's still delivering the message, which is so important. So, um, but to answer your question and, and I tend to like go wait out and left field. So feel free to rein me back if I'm not doing it. But, um, I, I actually started off, I was always kind of interested in eating disorders, even though it's, it's not my story. I don't have a history of having an eating disorder. And, and a lot of people in this space do, and, um, and they have that lived experience. I don't, I like to put that out there because for some people, they really want someone who knows what it's like to go through it. And I completely respect that. Um, but having said that, I was always somebody who like, uh, you know, again, just never really liked my body. Like I was sort of this, again, uh, again, very privileged, straight sized, but, but more um, kind of like, I don't even know what words to use, but more sort of like muscular, I guess. That's just my build. Like mm-hmm. my daughter's one of those teeny tiny little, you know, she's just super small. And let, I'm like, I don't know where you got that from. That was never me. But, um, and I, so there were parts of me that was, that were very proud of being kind of stronger than other girls my age, but also very cognizant of the fact that that's not what I was supposed to be proud of. Right. Because mm-hmm. especially back, like, I mean, again, I'm 50, so it's like back in the eighties, like we weren't talking about that kind of stuff. And that wasn't, um, you know, um, so, so. And did you have anyone in your like personal life? Kim also telling you that you needed to look different or be different? You know what? I had, um, I was just telling somebody this yesterday. I had a coach once who told me that I was like, well, you know, you can't fit into that uniform because you're big boned, which uh-huh. we don't know what that means, right? That was, yeah. that was, that was body shaming, right? So, yeah. so I had that. And I had, you know, thankfully, I did not grow up in a family with anybody telling me I needed to change my body. But uh, my dad, as much as I love him, used to call me like thunder thighs and things like that, which again, not a good message. So so I was getting, again, much less than other people for sure, but still this message that like, you should be thinner, you should be smaller. And again, being, you know, being strong isn't like, "Mm, you're a girl, that's not what you're supposed to be. Um, So, so there was that piece. So there was kind of all that confusion. And then, um, and then I, I've just always been somebody who gravitates toward food. I love food. I've always been, I don't love the phrase emotional eating, but I, but I, that's always been me. Like that's grew up in a family where people weren't talking about feelings. And I was the one who was quote unquote, too sensitive, which drives me insane. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, so like food was the thing that it's like, well, I can have this, this is enjoyable. And, uh, this kind of makes, this is comforting for the time being. So, so it's just good. gives me pleasure. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Which yeah. by the way, I wholeheartedly still agree that we me get too. To- yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Raising my hands. Yes. <laughs> yes. I try. I like, I really have a hard time with, there's a lot of messaging out there about ending emotional eating. You don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. So have you, have you Kim, and then I want to come back, but have yeah. you heard of, um, Dr. Mark, um, I don't, is he a doctor? No, I would say Mark David. He's the founder of the Psychology of Eating Institute out oh, in Boulder, yes. Colorado. Yes, and he yes, wrote, yes. He wrote one of my favorite. For me, it was a, it was super helpful, and then it's one I share with a lot of clients called the a book called the Slow Down Diet. Um, so I I he but he talks about like he just basically states you know that emotional eating like we are 
we are humans. We have emotions. Then we eat. We are all emotional eaters because we can't separate like our, we don't put our emotions in a box and put them to the side and then come to eat. So, so I just love that. Like, I love saying yes. Like there is no separating. (laughs) No, I love that. That's such a good point. And I always say like, when you think about like as infants, like the two things that we need the most are like nourishment, food, and, and like touch, right? Mm-hmm. Those are two most yeah. comforting things to infants. And so we don't tell anybody, uh, you shouldn't want to hug anybody anymore. You should have outgrown that. So why are we telling people that food can't still be like nourishing on an emotional level? That makes no yeah. sense. Yeah. So, yeah. So all that to say, please keep, <laughs> keep eating, like, again, enjoy for eat for enjoyment, eat for pleasure and eat for comfort sometimes. I mean, one of the things, and you know, we may get to this, but it's like, we we want to understand how we use food. Like we don't want to just completely numb out and distract like every time something comes up for us, but we, but we still get to do that because sometimes that's just the thing that we need, right? So yeah, yeah there's yeah. a- And to slow, and if you're, that's an empowering choice you're making, like right. and you might talk right. about this, but slow down with it, like savor it, you know, and- Absolutely. And allow your body, your nervous system eat to ease so that you can actually receive the pleasure exactly. and the benefits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Absolutely. No, you're totally right. I'll have to look for that book. I wrote it down. Oh, good. Um, yes, I think you'll love it. <laughs> so, um, so like when I went into, um, when I went into grad school, I wasn't like, I wasn't, I was interested in, in eating disorders. Again, it wasn't my history, but Um, but I knew that again, like I was this emotional eater and what's that about? And, you know, all that kind of stuff. I was kind of interested in that, but I was also like, I always feel like I was just sort of like this staunch feminist from day one. And so to me, eating disorders are just this, this interesting blend of like biology, because we do know there's some genetics with it, but it's also so much created by our culture and, um, our, our socialization and gender roles and like, you know, on and on and on. And to me, that's just, that's just fascinating. So, and, um, I remember like my very first semester in grad school, going to this workshop by this woman, um, who's local to me, who, um, is a psychologist who really specializes in eating disorders. And she, I, I just remember her saying like, women go to the gym to get smaller and men go to the gym to get bigger. And like, like this mind blowing (laughs) epiphany of like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. Um, But like having said all of that, I go through all my training, whatever. And I start a postdoc at a hospital and they start a weight loss surgery program. And they're like, well, you're interested in eating disorder. So why don't you do that? And that became my job. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And so I, and I have a lot of parts that have a lot of feelings about that and some grief and shame about that because I was contributing to the problem. Um, but you know, being, being in a healthcare system, that's what healthcare talks about, right? You have, you have to be smaller. That's what health is. And being somebody who hadn't heard yet about health at every size and hadn't heard about intuitive eating and was looking at all of the, medical journals about the surgery and about weight was just getting reinforced with this message of this is unhealthy and I'm actually helping people by going, helping them go through the process. And so did that um, until it was like, it became abundantly clear that it was doing damage to a lot of people. Um, And certainly, you know, if anybody, I, I have nothing but compassion for people who have done it. If that was the choice that was right for you, I have absolutely no judgment about that. If you're thinking about it, I have no judgment about that. Please inform yourself. That's all I will say. Um, It's not the miracle that it's made to be. um, And it can create a lot of problems. But I can also absolutely understand why people get pulled into it. Because Mm -hmm. again, it's like, I'm so many of my clients go to the doctor and it's like, they're in there for a cold and they're getting handed a pamphlet on surgery. And it's just... yeah. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of years. Um, and then again, just started realizing it's like, oh my gosh, number one, this can cause a lot more problems than it solves. Um, and even for the people that it was quote unquote successful for, they're still, it's, it's, they're still not happy. Like they're not 
it didn't fix anything. Yeah. And There's that all, was, all the other layers of emotion yeah. that were connected to it that are is still yeah. there. Yeah. 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 And, and that, you know, that was like heartbreaking to see that somebody like that's a huge thing to go through. And and to come out the other side of that and feel like I didn't get what I wanted to get out of that is absolutely devastating. It's devastating. Um, and so, you know, with that, just I just kind of started changing, like, oh, what do I focus on with people? And and then it was really a, a client who reached out to me a few years back and said, listen, I've had like every eating disorder under the sun and every therapist I see still supports me dieting or restricting in some way. And so, yeah, I'm, I know I'm looking at your face and it uh. is, I know it's just sad. Um, she's like, are you willing to work with me from a health at every size perspective? And um, and it, it was really one of those moments of like looking into that and going, oh, this is what I should have been doing. Like this is, oh, this is what I should have been doing all these years. Um, and so and I really thank her so much. Mm-hmm. I was just about to say though, Kim, like how great that you had maybe that contrast experience to help you get more clear on like what truly, truly feels like your calling and, and what you want to be doing. Yeah. And I, yeah, I thank you for pointing that out because I do think it is one of those things where like, I've seen it, like I've seen, I, I've seen the other side and I can tell you that it didn't work. You know, in fact, like on my podcast, I just went through this series of you tried this and here's why it didn't work. Like, saw, yeah. Yeah. Here's why it didn't work. You tried whatever. Here's why it didn't work. Um, and so it's like, yeah, I, I used to try, I used to be that therapist who tried to help with weight loss and here's all the reasons why it didn't work. So, I mean, I do think thankfully that just gives me a knowledge base. Um, but I think it also helps people that it's like, oh, you know, she's just saying to, eat intuitively and whatever. And what does she know? And I, I mean, I can understand somebody looking at that and and wondering about that. So, um, so it was, you know, it, it did give me a knowledge base, but unfortunately it also, you know, it did damage along the way. Um, and, and it's just so, I just keep thinking about how col- this isn't a, not you, it, this is a collective issue. It's a collective yeah. challenge. It's that reinforcement, as you mentioned from, you know, that you felt, you know, when you were a young girl, like just, the messaging that's constantly out there that if you reach this number um, or this size, then you will be happier, you know, this right, right. assumption, you know? And so, um, yes, I under, I can understand how you, how you also wanted to try to understand it more, you know, mm-hmm. by reading the research and being in, in the mix, the midst of all that. Right. So, Yeah. 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 And so being, so really looking into the health at every size piece led me to intuitive eating. And so that's kind of where I am today. And it's funny because again, I kind of, even though I was, even though I was doing some IFS work with therapy clients, um, I had kind of even fallen off of that a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. again, having kind of not had the time to really be in that community. So kind of fell off of that a little bit. And just recently was like, no, this is, this is what works again. Like I've done the cognitive behavioral stuff. I've done other stuff. This is what works. And I understand other people have other modalities that they believe in just as much. And that's fantastic, but it resonates with me, which is really important. Like you want a practitioner who believes in what they're doing. (laughs) Yes. Um, But I, but I've seen it work. And so like trying to combine um, the IFS piece with the intuitive eating piece. And it's funny because at first I was like, well, I'll just talk about intuitive eating with a little bit of IFS thrown in. And it's really kind of morphed into this. I'll talk about IFS with a little bit of intuitive eating thrown in. I love it. I mean, it makes so much sense to me, like how powerful a combination and how helpful that could be for people. Um, yeah. yeah. Kim, do you mind explaining just in case to anyone out there, like how do you, how do you define intuitive eating? Because I that's think really I think that's a phrase that I know can be thrown out there a lot, but it's hard to really like grasp, you know, and and that so many people maybe like are desperate to understand it or feel that, but don't trust their. I mean, part of it is building that trust, right, in our relationship right. with our body right. and the food. But yeah, right. how would you define it? Yeah, and I mean, to your point about that, like we get so much, so many messages about the fact that we cannot trust our bodies. Like diet culture is set up, like they have taught us that we can't trust our bodies, and of course they're the ones that have the solution to that, right? Just follow our program, right? So it's like even when it's even when it's 
you know, eat this many times a day and only eat this much food and only whatever, like that's taking you outside of your body. That is completely disconnecting you from your body. Um, are you even that hungry enough to eat those foods? Do you even want those foods? Do you, are you even hungry at that time of day? Like nobody's asking those questions. It's not about that at all. It's mm-hmm. this prescription, do this, this will work, right? Yeah. Which again, completely takes you out of your body. So intuitive eating, first of all, I do feel like it's very often misunderstood And it really has this um, connotation, especially like in social media of like, it's just a giant food free for all, right? Like nothing is off limits and you get to eat whatever you want. And that's, that's really not what intuitive eating is about. Like all foods, like there's no moral value assigned to any food. Yes, that is true. But it's really about, let me kind of back up a little bit. Um, it's really about connecting to your body. It's really about understanding the cues that your body is giving you and tuning into your body so that you can give it what it needs. Um, it's so again, it's it's intuitive eating really looks a lot at we yes, we know that nourishment wise, there's a huge difference between a Reese's peanut butter cup and an apple, but morally, there's no difference. You're not a better person for eating an apple because we get those messages. Oh, look, oh, yeah. quote unquote, good I am. I only ate whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're quote unquote bad if we have the peanut butter cup, right? So yeah. it takes all of that off the table, which is a hard, it's a hard place to get to for most people because we are so used to, we are so conditioned to believe that we're just better if we eat a certain way and we're worse if we eat another way. Um, And the guilt and um, self-sabotage energy like that goes along with maybe having that Reese's peanut butter cup and then what that does to the actual physiological body and exactly that's a system and metabolism, you know, so it's all interconnected. Yeah. all interconnected. Absolutely. And even the way we advertise food, like, you know, I always kind of joke about like halo top ice cream. Like why does my ice cream have a halo? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Good point. And other things are sinful and guilt-free, like eat with oh, like yeah. packaging and our, it's just everywhere. Right. So intuitive eating says you can eat everything is on the table, like it, it, whatever, but check in with your body to see what your body wants. And, and I would also add like check in with your sort of your emotional system as well. Cause again, mm-hmm still gets to be satisfying from it. And I always say like, eat in a way that serves you well, that nourishes you well, like physically and emotionally, because you still get to have that peace. Right. So it's like, we kind of talk about coping skills, which to me, if you, if you know IFS and if you're practicing IFS, like that's the ultimate coping skill. But if you're somebody who likes kind of having that list of things, like food still gets to be on that list of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Food is just the thing that's going to work for you. And that's perfectly okay. Like you said yeah. before, you're making this sort of, you're making a choice. You know, I understand how upsetting it is to feel like you're being hijacked by parts of you who are like standing at the pantry and I don't even remember how I got there. Or, you know, the pint of ice cream is gone and I don't remember eating it. Like I understand that that's upsetting. Um and we can work on how to sort of be much more aware about that of, of that and get to know the parts of you that are doing that. Um, but sometimes you're still like, yeah, I'm still going to have the ice cream because that's what I need right now. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, so hopefully that made sense. Oh my gosh, definitely. Thank you. Thank you so much for helping explain that. Where So where do you begin, Kim, with, with someone who, for example, that client that actually helped kind of wake you up back up to like what you truly want to be doing. Um, and who said, I have struggled with every eating disorder and keep being told, you know, to still go on a diet by doctors. Like, where do you begin with someone to help them start to build maybe for the first time ever trust and safety in their body and in their relationship with food? Yeah, that's a really great, great question. I think so. One piece of it is really um, a lot of education about the messaging. I think it's so incredibly important to because our, you know, again, speaking in terms of IFS, we talk a lot about parts, right? Um, our parts have picked up that messaging loud and clear, and and they think that they are being helpful to us when they lead us back to dieting or they continue dieting or they're whatever. Um, They also think that they're helping us when they're binge eating too. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, so really 
educating people on the fact that this is a message that was given to you. Like I always talk about the fact that nobody kind of comes out of the womb thinking they need a smaller body. They need to restrict their food. Like this is a message that was given to you. And it's time to get back. It is. It's so sad. Just like hearing you say it that way. It's so true. Yeah. Right. It's so true. Um, And so it's like, like we need to like give that message back to where it came from. Like that's not genuine. It's not authentic to any of us. Right. And it's a message that makes somebody else a ton of money. So like that's the, at the end of the day, that's what this is about. But mm-hmm. um, so, so there's that, there's a lot of, and certainly there are plenty of people on social media to follow. And there's lots of books out there that are really finally talking about this in a way that we haven't been in the past even decade. Right. Um, so there's that. But there's, again, it's, again, it's like I used to kind of start with the intuitive eating piece. And now I start with the IFS piece because Mm -hmm. you can't really even be an intuitive eater, in my opinion, without doing the IFS piece first and understanding that these, again, these are parts of you. So even, even, and, and obviously if you're working with an IFS therapist or coach, you're going to take this to a deeper level. But if, if you don't have access to that, um, even understanding that these are parts and they are trying to be helpful to you and there's nothing wrong with you for doing any of these things like that to me, when you can get to the point where that really sinks in, that's good enough, right? Like that is good enough. That is probably worlds beyond where you were before that again, we even people that come in for therapy, it's like, I want this thing to stop. I want this eating pattern to stop. I don't like it. I, it makes me feel bad. And I get that. But again, to be able to sort of say, but let's look at how those parts of you are actually trying to be helpful to you. You had a really lousy day and you ate the pint of ice cream because that was the only way to kind of numb your system and forget about that. That That's honorable, really. Yeah. 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 Helping them to stay curious and engage in a relationship with those parts versus, versus try to push them away, which only makes them louder and makes them go back to food more probably. So yeah. That's right. That's, and you, you bring up an excellent point in terms of one of the things that we talk a lot about in IFS is the idea of polarizations, right? So we have, we have a, we have two parts or like two groups of parts that are kind of on opposite sides of the fence, and when one gets louder, the other has, the other side has to get louder. So, you know, we, we've, there's a lot of people that talk about sort of like the, like the binge restrict cycle. And so how physically that makes sense, right? I mean, you can only deprive your body physically for so long before you end up like going in the other direction and like eating all kinds of things because you're physically starving, but parts do the same thing, mm-hmm. right? They have parts that are like, you know, I, I, um, maybe somehow triggered of like, I don't feel good in my body or whatever. So I need to lose weight. I need to start dieting. I need to restrict in some way. And then eventually like the parts of you that use food, it's like their job to turn you to food, to comfort you or help with stress or whatever. Eventually they're going to be like, I can't do this anymore. Like you've, like you've kind of tied my hands and I can't really help her anymore. So I got to go, I got to go eat and I got to go eat a lot. Right. And so, and so then that happens for a meal, a day, a month, a year, whatever. And then those restrictive parts start freaking out again because, oh my God, now maybe we've put on weight or now we're out of control or whatever. And then they go back to restricting even more. So it's, it's a physical process, but it's also an emotional process. And, and having people understand that very often one is triggering the other and they're just in this ping pongy place of like just going back and forth. Um, and being able to say, we got to bring all of those parts to the table and figure out um, one of their, there's a psychologist by the name of Jean Cananzaro. She's got a, I know she's, she's in the process of writing a book, but she's an IFS psychologist. Um, she had, uh, she wrote actually a, um, an article for like the IFS Institute that talks about the fact that as IFS, we don't support dieting and we don't support any of those things. And here's why. Um but she uses the term self-led eating. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we have, again, this core self that's very curious and compassionate and calm. And we can, when we can approach food in that way, we're kind of naturally intuitive eaters when we can do that. Yeah. Right? And so, be, but being able to understand 
get those parts to kind of step back in the moment and like really kind of connect to your body and go, what do I need? Again, both physically and emotionally right here, right now. And maybe it's food and maybe it's not. Maybe mm-hmm. I need to go, I need to go call my best friend. Yeah. Maybe it, I need to play with my dog, right? Or I need to really get this thing done for work because it's been sitting in the back of my mind and taking up too much headspace, right? So it's like, you know, being able to understand that these are all parts and they're all trying to be helpful to you, to me, kind of shifts the whole kind of narrative in the first place. And then you start working on building that awareness of when I'm going towards food, here are the parts that are taking over. And let me get to know those parts. Like you said, instead of pushing them away, we actually bring them closer, which can be terrifying, which is oh why. Yes. It's yes. so scary. You have to, right. You have to like, <laughs> intuitive eating has 10 principles and one of them is reject the diet mentality. Like you can't do that in a weekend. Like you can't just read the chapter and be like, okay. Um, like you have to work with your parts on that. And that's why I've had a lot of people come in and say, yeah, I know you like intuitive eating, but it didn't work for me. Yeah. Because you understandably you read the book and you tried it and your parts were like, absolutely not. Yeah. (laughs) No way. (laughs) Well, right. And that's the other piece I think is, it's the reminder for all of us. You know, I even have to remind myself, like these things take time and then having patience and compassion um, and not expecting us to perfect them. And and in a weekend, you know, it's like, right, right. right. But the, the desperation, um, I think from understandably from some, some people like the, those parts, then just push them right back to the pattern because absolutely, they are so craving a quick fix. But I think, yeah, gosh, yeah, so challenging and so beautiful. Like, I just so appreciate what you're doing, him, and just the fact that you've you've really become aware of how powerful this combination of yes, IFS approach and intuitive eating, and really helping to stay with. Like, I guess I was going to say, hold hold everyone's hands, like to stay, like just keep going, you know, not to to just throw their hands up and give up, you know? Right, so, right, yeah. right. I know. And it's it's one of those things that like on the podcast, I always feel myself sort of saying like, this may not make sense, this may not make sense but just hang in there. Just yeah. hang in there with me. Just hang in there with me. <laughs> like, yes. Get there. Yeah, yeah. Right? It is, it is, it's a total, and especially if you're somebody who is surrounded by people who are very caught up in diet culture, who are maybe pressuring you or suggesting to you that, you know, you need to do something different. Like that is, again, I, 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 thankfully I didn't have a huge piece of that lived experience a little bit, but not huge. But again, like, I don't, I don't worry about going to the doctor because they're going to, well, I mean, sometimes I do because I did have a doctor say to me once, well, wouldn't hurt to lose five pounds. And I was like, you don't, you don't know anything about me. And I could be someone with an eating disorder that you just triggered in a huge way, but, mm-hmm. um, but for the most part, I don't have to worry so much about that. And so I can't imagine what it's like. I, I mean, I have so many clients that it's like, we'll spend a session because they're seeing their doctor the next week. And we have to spend a session or two or five gearing up for that because they know they're going to get the conversation. And how do you handle that? How do you want to handle that? How can you really advocate for yourself? Um, and know that they're very likely not going to hear you, you know, sadly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that. so if, again, if you're somebody who's really surrounded by all of that and you're trying to do this piece of work, oh my God, my heart goes out to you because it's really difficult. Um, and so it's so important to find community, even if it's just online community and um, knowing that other people out there are doing the same thing. Because yeah. there's a lot of people out there doing this work. Yes. You know, a lot yeah. of people. Um, and we don't know that they're there a lot of times, but they are. Yeah, I love that you're encouraging that. You know, it's it also makes me think of, you know, and you mentioned social media at one point, but also, you know, my thought is is I know with some of my clients, I try to encourage them to just notice it's like that phrase, right? The energy we surround ourselves with or that we're taking in. Um, impacts us. So if you're on social media and your feed is constantly streaming different diet stuff and, and, you know, focus on bodies and weight, like, of course, you're going to continue to be triggered or, or, you know, feel stuck kind of in that cycle. And perhaps it's, it's time to find a bound and like make a boundary and, and <laughs> stop yeah. following those things and easier said than done. But, um, 
But yeah, because it's also simultaneously so overwhelming out there. So again, my um, just applause to you for helping to guide people back home to their own wisdom that's within them. And I believe is within everyone. And um, it just takes a lot of support and guidance to to help connect with that. No, I, I I could not. I couldn't have said it better. And I couldn't agree with you more. That is so... I always think about the fact that like dieting is one of the things like we get messages about that every single day. Like even when you're, even when you curate your social media to like try to get rid of those things, you know, like I'm still one of those people that plays like words with friends and like, you know, even ads that pop up between games are always Mm -hmm. related to that. Like you cannot stop seeing this stuff. Um, And it's so you're absolutely right. It's so difficult. And, and of course you're going to have parts that go, well, maybe I should try that. And those parts may never completely go away, but instead of getting again, hijacked by them and having them take over, you can just be curious about it mm-hmm. and get some mm-hmm. space from it and say, Oh gosh, why have you thought that right now? Tell me more about what, what just happened right now. And we literally <sighs> just have conversations with our parts, uh, which feels a little crazy for some people, but it's, it works. <laughs> no, I love it. I, between, you know, having the opportunity to interview Tammy twice and now you, um, I just, it's, I've definitely found myself talking to myself a lot more in the last <laughs> few months. It's so great. I love it. Um, Kim, <laughs> on that note of parts and just to kind of circle back to where we began, I would love to know for you in, you know, you were sharing, you know, in, in my first question, like what's nourishing you has been coming back to movement. Um, as you simultaneously embrace, you know, this, this body that is a little bit different going through menopause. So when your parts come up that are feeling, um, you know, noticing, you said you went up a size, like just noticing your body and feeling maybe uncomfortable or, you know, the, I don't even like to use negative positive, but, you know, just feeling critical. What, what are some ways, how do you talk to yourself? What do you say to yourself? So it's just, again, all about noticing that that is, that is a part, there's this one part of you that has one. And I, I kind of tend to believe that like we have different parts looking at ourselves in the mirror at different times. Right. And so like, yeah. we have those moments of like, look at me, I look amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh my God, I can't go out of the house. Right. Those are different parts looking at you at different times. So I I just really try to, again, recognize them as a part. And I sort of say, let's have a little chat here. What just happened? Well, you know, this looks different. And and yeah, it does. And and it's all about validation, validation, validation. Like, you know that when you're talking to somebody and you're bringing up this really heavy topic and they just go, think about it this way. Like that shuts you right down, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you just feel completely dismissed and unheard. Of, and, and we do that to ourselves all the time. Stop thinking like that. Don't say that, you know, even when it's like, yeah, I don't want to be thinking critically of myself. Like it also, the messaging out there about like this inner voice is like this, you know, like this awful person that needs to be pushed away. Like there's pe- people that talk about that inner voice in a way that is just like really, not at all helpful. And again, those critical parts are still trying to be helpful. Like they've gotten the message that the way to get where we need to go is a tough love approach, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And they've taken in the messaging that they've gotten from somebody. I'm sure I have parts that look and go, yeah, look, thunder thighs. Yep. Your dad was right. You know? And so I really just try to, again, notice that as a part and just say, yeah, I hear you. I get it. Things are changing and change is hard. You know, I don't look like what I used to look. I don't look like the people on TV. I don't like, I don't look like any of that stuff. And that is hard. And here's why we live in a world where we are only shown one type of body. We live, ugh. you know, and I go through the whole sort of diatribe sometimes of like, here's why I, here's why, here's why I think you think the way you think. Right. And, and I, and I get it. I get it. And, and, Honestly, nine times out of 10, just having that part hear you say, I hear you when I get you, that's enough. Yeah. When our parts yeah. are just like, again, when, when in a conversation with somebody, when you finally feel heard, you can calm down and relax. Um, so yeah, that. the word soften, softening comes to mind. Yes. You know, softens, yes. softens the intensity perhaps of like the part, um, of that, you know, the feeling, um, because you're meeting yourself right there, but with compassion. I love that. Exactly. Exactly. So when you've 
when you've gotten back to movement in a way that just really, really lights you up and in some, in some intensity <laughs> in a good way, um, where do you feel that in your body and what, what is that sparking for you? That's a really good question. I've never even thought about that. That's a great question. Um, I think I, I feel like I just feel that like kind of in my heart and it's almost like in my gut, it's like this just gut instinct of like this of like, this is me, like I'm coming home to me. Mm. And again, I, I just had so many parts that in growing up that were, again, you, you get the message of like, you're supposed to be tiny and wafy and whatever. And so I always, again, I always had parts that were like, but I like being strong. I like being whatever. And so when I do that kind of exercise, it's like, again, like this softening, but also just this like, exhale of like, I, I'm being me right now. Like I'm being genuinely who I am and who I am meant to be. Even if it's just, you know, like doing some pushups or whatever, yeah. it's still, it's like, oh, this just feels so good. And, you know, in the way that yoga feels so good to other people yeah. and, you know, cycling, like, you know, that to me is just the thing that feels like I'm home in my body and I'm just kind of home in myself in those moments. That, but, I, you know, thank you for even asking that because now I'm going to be much more aware of that. I love um, that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Thank you for, thank you for sharing him. It's beautiful. Sure. <laughs> so this has been an absolute joy and such a gift. And I'm so grateful for all of your sharing. And I imagine there's some people out there who would love to reach out to you. So where, where can people find you? Yeah. So again, um, my website is your weight is not your worth.com. Um, I do have like just what I call like these little uh, cheat sheets that are just like how to start getting to know your parts in sort of like your eating system. Um, and those are at um, bit.ly slash uh, I have to look eating parts dot uh, com. Um, I also have like a, a little mini e-course of like how to stop dieting, like why diets don't work and how to quit them for good. I need to revamp it though, because I don't have a lot of IFS in there. So if any, honestly, um, so one of these days I'll get back to it, but um, that's at bit.ly slash exitingdietculture.com. Um, I'm on Instagram, not very often. And honestly, I think my handle is at Kim Daniel Sidey. Um, I've changed it a few times, but I think that's what I am now. Um, so, but if you go on my website, all that stuff is on there and links okay. is on there. Yeah. yeah. So, and you're also host of the emotional podcast <laughs> and yes. everything else, which is so awesome. Yes. yes. The emotional eating and everything else podcast, which you will be on soon. So I'm very I'm so excited, excited about that conversation. Um, yes, yes, yes. So awesome. Wonderful. Well, thank you so yeah. much. Kim. And I'm yeah, I'm just excited to stay in touch and to be on your podcast in, in a little while. So yeah. Great. I'm so excited. Good, good. Well, thank you so much. This was it went so fast and it was such I a know. Good to you. Yeah, it's been a joy. So thank you. Thanks.